0: you're listening to the Living Unapologetically podcast, where you'll learn to thrive living the unapologetic lifestyle. With your host, Shakita, she'll discuss entrepreneurship, life, faith, dating, and everything in between. You'll be unapologetically you, and she'll be, well, unapologetically her. And now, here's your host, Shakita.
1: Hey everyone, oh my goodness, I am really, really excited about the guest that I have on the podcast tonight, Dr. Riley. She is this phenomenal woman of God. She's an author, you know, she is a president and founder of her company. She is doing so many amazing things right now, and I'm just so excited to have her. Dr. Riley, thank you so much for joining us on the Living unapologetically podcast. How are you? I'm great, Shakita.
0: Thank you so much for having me. And thank you guests and listeners for sitting down and listening to us today.
1: Yay. I'm really, really excited. So, you know, I have the top three questions I ask every single guest. And the first is going to be, what is your favorite scripture, Dr. Riley?
0: So my favorite scripture comes from um, Isaiah chapter 61, verse seven. Um, and that scripture talks about, um, and, and I'll just I'll, I'll read it. Instead of your shame, you will receive a double portion. And instead of disgrace, you will re- rejoice in your inheritance. And so you in- will inherit a double portion in your land and everlasting jewel will be yours. And that's the new international version. Mm-hmm. So that to me, just lets me know that God is saying for all of the things that you've been through, The shame, the disgrace that you will receive a double portion and you will always have joy. So that's why it's my favorite.
1: Amen. Amen. That is a powerful testimony, Dr. Riley. And that is something that is so phenomenal to kind of, uh, lean into when you're having a day, right. Knowing that this is a promise from God. Um, and just looking at you and hearing your, your testimony, I can see how God has been faithful, uh, to his word, um, with this promise that he has given you. Thank you so much for sharing that with us, would you mind telling us one thing that most people don't know about you?
0: Well, one thing that most people don't know about me, and they'll probably say, no, that's not true, (laughs) is that I'm actually an introvert. Um, As much as I am in big places and spaces with lots of people, and I have lots of um, individuals in my community, I have a large family, large friend circle, large business circle, I'm really an introvert. So I'm comfortable on stage speaking in front of crowds of thousands of people. Mm-hmm. Like I'm comfortable there. Yeah. But when it's in small groups and the conversation is in smaller settings, that's when I'm just a little bit uncomfortable. And I just rather like stay in the corner and be by myself. <laughs> so most people don't know that.
1: Wow. Very interesting fact, Dr. Riley. And what about your testimony? Would you mind sharing your testimony with us?
0: Yes. So I've been a God girl. I've been saved. I accepted Jesus at the age of nine. So I've been in love with God since I was nine years old. And then at 16, um, God called me. I got a clear and clear vision of what he wanted me to do, a glimpse into the future. And it scared me. And so I went on this path of doing things to create my, create what I thought would be becoming unworthy. Um, some of them was my by my own doing and some were just because I found my place space myself in places with people who inflicted stuff upon me mm-hmm. um but God has a interesting way of saying okay my plan will prevail yes and no matter what you've done you will always be in my perfect will
1: wow and so
0: when I had another experience later on in life maybe about 20 years after me being 16, I had an experience at a concert. I found myself on my knees on the nasty concert floor, um, rededicating my life to God. And from that moment forward, it's just been sold out. Wow. Meaning sold S-O-L-D and sold S-O-U-L. ED. Wow. For my savior.
1: Wow. Amen. Amen. That was phenomenal. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. That was quite an experience when the power of God hits you. It doesn't really matter literally where you are, right? You're in the middle of this concert, right? Wow. Mm-hmm. Thank you yeah. so much for sharing with us. So today we want to talk about your journey as an entrepreneur. You have a very phenomenal journey and I like you to share with us. Was it more like a calling? Did you feel called to be an entrepreneur or how did you, how did you get into um,
0: entrepreneurship? Um, so, I've been a firm believer that every leader needs a coach. Um, I have been a principal for the last 16 and a half years. And that journey has been with the assistance of my coach, Dennis Mm McKeezy, the CEO of Off School Grounds. And in that, he began to talk to me about my exit plan, because he knew I wasn't going to be a principal forever. So he just really started having these deep conversations with me about, so what is next, Anissa? What is next? And in those conversations, we explored what I always wanted to do, my dreams, my desires, my passions. And one thing led to another, which then became this opportunity for me to start my own business, I have an educational consulting business. I have a leadership development company as well. Um, and that just blossomed into the point where I'm like a serial entrepreneur now. Yay. <laughs> and I see the value in that because now I'm able to create generational wealth yes. and leave a legacy. For my children who I may not even see, my children's children's children, because the Bible says a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. And so that means I mean, I want to leave um, the wealth for generations who won't even see me, but they'll say, I remember my great, 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 great grandmother. She's the one who changed the financial trajectory Of our of our family and of our lineage.
1: Yes, yes, that is so beautiful because you know many of us are called to break the cycle of off of our generations, right? And so God using you uh, to do that. Are you a first generation entrepreneur? Are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So first generation entrepreneur. I come from that mindset of you go to school. You graduate, you get your degrees, you get a good job, you work hard, you retire from that job, and you collect your pension.
1: Right. Wow. And now God is using you to create generational wealth. Glory to God. That is so phenomenal. And I love how you're speaking the word. I mean, the word of God is so powerful. And so when I hear it, I'm like,
0: glory to God. I'm over here just You know, like I tell people, you know, I'm grounded in God's word. I tell everybody I'm a God girl. And so when I show up in places and spaces, you know, I'm a God girl. So I tell them, you know, my beliefs my speech, my way of thinking is grounded in the Bible. So you know what you're going to get when, um, Dr. Riley shows up.
1: Yes, Dr. Riley. I love it. I absolutely love it. And speaking of love, what is one thing that you love most about being, you know, uh, having your own business and you're a serial entrepreneur. So you have several businesses. What is one thing that you love about that position?
0: Um, being able to make the decisions that I want to make when I want to make them, that's number one. Mm-hmm. And number two, now that I'm beginning to transition full time to being a full time entrepreneur, because I still have my nine to five. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm transitioning within the next three months. Yes. That I can do about a poolside if I want to.
1: Yay. I once saw a quote that says that she was at a beach and she put, because I want my office to be where I want my office to be. Right. So like you're saying at a poolside on the beach in Hawaii. And I, I'm glad that you brought that up, Dr. Riley, that you are transitioning. What are some some maybe some tools or maybe some some words of encouragement for anyone right now that is an entrepreneur, but they still have a nine to five like they are still still, cause I'm still waiting to transition as well. You know um, I'm working, you know, 40 hours a week and I still run my business, right. You know, a couple of hours per day, but you said that you're going to be stepping out into full-time entrepreneurship. So what is something that you can tell other women, you know, like us that are wanting to make that leap of faith, what are some ways and maybe some tools that they can utilize to prepare for that?
0: Well, the first thing is, um, just to give a little backstory, this is not something that has happened within the last one year, two years, or three years. This is like a 10 year in the making. Yes. Right? Yes. So it's been about 10 years that I have laid the groundwork in order for me to transition in the next couple of months. Mm-hmm. Please know that I still have some, um, little fear, timidness, trepidation because In a couple of months, I won't be getting that paycheck every two weeks or twice a month. Right. right? So there is that there. However, because I've laid the groundwork, because I've been preparing, because I have um, done the work that is necessary to feel comfortable with this, coupled with the fact that God is saying now is the time. Yes. Um. I know that I can transition. So the first thing I would say is that there has to be proper planning. Yes. Um I'm not saying that you can you can't do it within a year, but the likelihood of you doing it in within a year when you're coming from a place of um income on a regular basis, you know that that that's an exception. Yes. Right? Um, the second thing is that I am married. And so this had to be a conversation between my husband and I. Yes. And we both had to be on the same page because there's going to be some financial burdens transferred to him in the meantime. Yes. Right? So, and it has to be an agreement because when you're an entrepreneur, it's not like, okay, I don't have the time anymore. No, you're actually going to start putting more time into the business to get it up, especially when it's at the ground level. Um. So understanding that and making sure that your spouse is in agreement because you don't want, you know, any conflict and peace. in the, um, No, you want peace in your home. Yes. Um, the third thing is prior to you transition, and I think it was something that you already said, you come home and you work a little bit on your business. So you have to dedicate time every day to work on your business so you can make the transition comfortably Yes, and you have to find those white spaces in order to work in. And an example of a white space would be like when I drive home, I have an hour commute in the morning to my nine to five and I have an hour commute um, back home to work, to and from work. And so in that one hour, instead of listening to music, I'm listening to um, teaching tapes, yes. business um, seminars, I'm hosting or facilitating um, business conversations. Um, so I'm doing those kinds of things in those spaces so I can have that time. I'm making notes on my phone, voice notes. Um, I hope you're a good driver that you can do voice notes. <laughs> you know, I'm not advocating everyone do that, but you know, I want you to be safe. But just knowing those white spaces, so whenever you have those white spaces, I take my lunch at work. When I'm at lunch at work, I'm making sure that my accounting is right. So just finding those areas where you can do that So that way you're working on your business and you're not. And you also have to remember that you're working in your business. Yes. So those are the next next thing you make sure you're working on your business as you're working in your business because you're an employee as well as an employer. Yes. When you are an entrepreneur.
1: Wow, Dr. Riley, thank you for the wisdom, the gems right there. Man, my God. Now that right there is phenomenal. And I feel like I love how you say, you know, I need to talk about this for my husband. I need to make sure, you know, because the journey of an entrepreneur, we're going to have those seasons of harvest, right? And then we're going to have those seasons where it may be, things may be tight. It's going to be all right in Jesus name, but it may be a little tight. So I definitely appreciate that. I think that that was just so well spoken. Spoken. So I'm hoping that, you know, everyone has their notes and that they are writing these things down because uh, every entrepreneur wants to exit, you know, their full-time mm-hmm. job. They want full-time entrepreneurship, right? That is the goal of every entrepreneur. And I love, Dr. Riley, your transparency. Listen, this wasn't an overnight success thing. I've invested mm-hmm. 10 years, right? 10 years, I put my hand to the plow for this company. And I think we live in a generation right now where it seems like it's an overnight thing. You start this company mm-hmm. and here you are exiting your full-time job and mm-hmm. running it. So I'm so grateful For your transparency, Dr. Riley, because I think people need to know that. I think people need to understand that there are still a lot of blood sweat and tears that go into every single business. In spite of what you see on TikTok, in spite of what you see on Instagram, right? You really have to do the work in order to get the reward. And so I'm so grateful that you shared that with us, Dr. Riley, and also how you are resourceful with your time, using your lunch time to do your business, you know, empowering yourself, you know, uh with your your uh community muting time. Instead of listening to music, you are, you know, being resourceful. And so Mm -hmm. that is really powerful. I'm really grateful that you shared that with us. I'd like to ask you, uh, since I asked you what you really, really love about entrepreneurship, what's one thing that is just not your favorite about it and that the listeners may or may not experience this, but tell us something that you've experienced that wasn't your favorite, but what you learned or what was Your takeaway from that experience?
0: Um, all the paperwork that you have to keep up with. That is something that I just was like, oh my gosh, because now that you are the employer in every sense of the word, yes, you have to make sure that your taxes are in order, yes, and you're filing your paperwork with your government properly. And so in the beginning, and I was doing it by myself and doing it on my own because I was like, I can't afford to pay for an accountant. I can't afford to pay for, you know, um, a bookkeeper. Or I can't afford to have someone file my taxes. But then I realized as I became even more educated, I couldn't afford not,
1: not to. Yes, yes. I couldn't
0: afford not to. So that is one of my um, expenses. And it's it's well worth it to have an accountant to have someone look at your books to make sure that you're filing your taxes properly to make sure that you're reaping all of the tax benefits that come with being an entrepreneur um but that was what I just I'm just like it's just too much more work I'm I'm a one employee company mm-hmm. so between my 9 to 5 and trying to keep up with that I just was like um uh, I need someone to help me do that. And so I pay for that to happen for me.
1: Wow. So, and that is really a really important thing that people do understand the paperwork. There was another um, entrepreneur that said the same thing, the paperwork, there is a lot of paperwork and sometimes it may be intimidating to an entrepreneur, right? But there are services and people that definitely are available to assist. And so I'm thankful that you shared that with us. And what would you like to say to someone that is maybe thinking about, starting a business maybe thinking about knowing that god has called them for more knowing that you know living paycheck to paycheck is not not gonna do it for them it's not their fitting what would you say to that that man or woman that's thinking about you know entering into entrepreneurship
0: well um, the first thing i would say was like um go get an llc yes file for an llc you don't, you don't have to start your business, but at least you have a place where God can begin to bless, right? You have a storehouse that God can begin to bless. So if you're thinking about starting a business, file for your LSE. You can use a company as much, l- low as $350 to start it. That way it's on the books in whatever state you're in. And then when you're ready to do something with it, it's already there. Because in some states, um, you have to not only file it, but you have to do a publication announcement. And so that takes a couple of month- months as well to do. Mm-hmm. So while you are filing your paperwork, while you are putting your information in the newspaper, if that's the requirements for your state, then you you have all that time to think about what am I really going to do? How am I really going to do this? And the answers will come um, but I say follow your passion, something that you can um really make money off. And I would say while you are following your LLC, just begin to s- start to ask people, what do you think I'm good at? Or would you pay me to do this? Or I'm I'm good at DIY projects. Let me make a DIY and sell it. You never know. Right. Step
1: out. That is really good advice. Very good advice. I definitely agree with you on that. Definitely following your passion is is essential. and asking people around you, people that see you most, that hear from you most, you know, what do you think I will be good at? And would you pay me to do this for you? I think that that's Mm -hmm. phenomenal, phenomenal feedback. And let's just talk a little bit about your, your company because you are the president and founder of Giant Step Six. Tell us a little bit about that.
0: Yeah, so the company started off as an educational consulting company. Yes, where I was assisting, where I do assist principals, um, developing their leadership skills, helping them run their schools. Wow! And then God expanded the vision to the point where I help leaders, national leaders, and global leaders. Wow! Um, So I help leaders in Tanzania, as far away as Tanzania. Um, I help leaders in on the West Coast, on the East Coast and the South just be the best leaders that they can be. So I'm I'm an executive coach. I um, am their strategic thinking partner. I um, developed a plan of action, a process that I follow to develop their leadership skills and to help them in real time. Um, and so what I thought was just going to be an education, God said, no, no, no. Wow. It is now a um, leadership, just strictly leadership.
1: Beautiful. That, now that's powerful. That's so powerful. And that's what happens when you follow your passion and you step out on faith, right? Mm -hmm. You said at the beginning of your um, conversation that God began to show you a little bit of what he wanted you to do. And it literally blew your mind, right? And now as you're sharing with us, I'm like, wow, that is so phenomenal that you are positioned, that God has positioned you uh, in that field. I think that is... Incredibly beautiful, and in the process of being a mom and being um a principal and running your company, you found time to write a book five, <laughs> five five buckets of leadership now tell us tell us about this
0: so this book was really um came about because one of the individuals that I coached would say, "You need to put this information in our book. <laughs> oh, I'm like, no, I don't. She was like, no, people need to read this. You don't even understand. And so she planted that seed and God began to really develop it in my thought process to the point where I was like, OK. So I started writing it and then I would give a whole lot of excuses such as, oh, I don't have time to finish. I don't have time to finish. I'm just so busy, etc., etc. And then the pandemic hit and yeah. the world was on pause. Mm-hmm. So then I had all of this time. And that's when God was like, "Um, so you said you didn't have time to write the book. So now you have time. So what's the excuse?
1: Wow.
0: Oh, yeah. Great question, Lord. Um, And so I finished writing the book during the pandemic and it was published during the pandemic. And the book is for those individuals who um, may have a fear or maybe timid or shy when it comes to public speaking. Be clearly, I'm into brain science, and I understand what happens in the brain when you're in those type of pressurized situations. So I teach a trick that will hijack your brain, reroute your neurotransmitters. Lower your cortisol and your stress levels so you can speak in the moment.
1: Wow. Wow. That is phenomenal. Now, I know that we can go to your website, uh to purchase the book. That's correct, right?
0: Yes. And let me spell Riley because it's not the common spelling. Sure, it's R-E-I-L-L-Y.
1: Beautiful, beautiful. Well, I just want to thank you so much for being here with us. Dr. Riley, where can my listeners find you? Where are you hanging out these days socially?
0: So the place that you can find me probably the most is, is on Instagram at ask Dr. Riley. Um, put a period after the doctor. But I'm also on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. We have some shows because we also talk about trauma which is a major part of leadership as well. Um, And it's all Ask Dr. Riley, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.
1: Wow. Thank you so much, Dr. Riley, for being here with us um, on today. I am just so, I'm looking at my notes and I'm like, wow, this is so much information. But what would you like to leave us with
0: on today? Um, For those of us who are leaning into imposter syndrome, Mm -hmm. I would say, know that you are worthy, know that you can do it. And if it's in your heart, God placed it there. So live it out, remove the shame. And remember, you'll get double for your trouble.
1: Amen. Thank you so much, Dr. Riley. Been listening to Shakita on
0: the Living Unapologetically podcast. Join us next Friday when she discusses more of faith, entrepreneurship, and everything in between. Please visit our website for more information www.iamshakita.com or on Instagram at IamShakita. And don't forget to like and subscribe.